Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. And introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my currently drinking coffee co-host, <laughs> Mina Kuma Zetap. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. She took a sip right with the introduction. <laughs> I, need, I need to get amped up. Like, <laughs> like coffee is my, you know, secret weapon. So we are coming off of some incredible like office hours with our masterminders. So we're offering an office hours once a month to really dig deep into their businesses and took a little snack break and we're jumping into this, into this podcast episode. So today we want to, so we're a little out of it, but (laughs) no, I think we're in deep on it. I feel like we did a lot of work in the office hours and now we can just let that spill over into an actual podcast episode. Uh, we were just talking about how brilliant Jacqueline's eating cotton candy grapes. If you've never had them, they're straight up like candy. They're so sweet and I don't know, delicious. And they're called cotton candy grapes. They're the most expensive grapes ever. So I freeze them so they last longer. And then I hide them in my freezer in the garage so my kids can't get to them. (laughs) They are just a delicious treat. So getting to the episode today, we're going to talk about hiring your virtual team. Mina and I have people that work for us in person, but also virtually. And a lot of our listeners are in locations that, you know, maybe there aren't people within the realm of, of all your needs being able to be hired in person. And sometimes you might not want that. So you might want to hire a team virtually. And that's what we're going to dig into today. Yeah, we did an episode partially about this. Kevin Sanderson, um, I had interviewed him for, forget what episode it was, but for a side hustle. And he talked about how he hired his assistant that is from the Philippines. Um, just quick question. Would you hire somebody from the Philippines, Jacqueline? I have tried it and I actually have someone in Colombia that works for me. Oh, Columbia. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not tried it, but when I was sourcing an Alibaba, I found that any time that anybody saw what I looked like, I was never taken seriously. Mm-hmm. So there's this cultural thing. I think people don't respect Asian women, especially other Asian women. It's a very like, you know, compete, don't collaborate type of setting. So I think it would be hard for me to hire a Filipino assistant. And then, and then the structure should be working for me and me telling her. And then, I don't know, it would just be a weird dynamic, I feel like. So that kind of holds me back. Um, if you feel like that's a good setting, it's a great way to go as well. So let's talk about the types of, um, the types of people we could potentially hire, we have hired that are virtual. So my right-hand woman in my business is Adrian. So shout out to Adrian. And um, she, she came on as a virtual assistant for me. And then she's now changed into my online business manager. So she's, as she's expanding her business, she's going to operate as my OBM or my online business manager. And then beneath her, she's adding to her team some more virtual assistants so they can take on more of the the everyday tasks, like managing my calendar while, while Adrian's able to sort of focus on the growth and strategy behind my business and 
um, you know, the bigger ideas and again, like Batman and Robin, that sort of, that sort of team that we are. Yeah. So I'll coordinate with Adrian too. Adrian. Too. Do you know what that's from? From Rocky. From Rocky. Yeah, of course. Okay, I'm horrible with impersonations, so I felt like that was a bad one. But um, and so that's the thing. Even with Adrian, like dropping into a little bit of the product boss, she's kind of come on because I mean, this has been trying to schedule some things for us, and it's just sometimes there's things you should be doing in your business and some things you don't need to be. And we have been in launch mode of the mastermind, and we have some incredible interviews that are coming up for you guys um, with a we're interviewing a ton of people for this podcast right now. And so the scheduling might not be within what we need. And so Adrian's been jumping in to help us with coordinating our schedules, um, onboarding our clients into the mastermind and and into the people who are working with us coaching. So she's definitely like transitioned between, but also if Nina ever needs something from me outside of our regulated business hours, Adrian's sort of my gatekeeper at this point because my schedule is much more intense than Mina's. She's product-based still with um, managing her own sort of, right? Your own work hours. And mine are very much based on me talking to clients all the time. So there's not a lot of work, like availability for me to just work on things at any time. Yeah. It's a lot easier. She serves as kind of like a liaison or a buffer between the two of us. A lot of times I know my schedule is pretty free Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then she'll send me the schedule of these are the times when um, Jacqueline's available. And then I can roll it from, you know, roll with it from there. Um, She knows the starting point is to start at Jacqueline's because she has the least amount of, you know, uh, give in her schedule and then to circle around to me. So there's a process built in. I love that because then I can also bring her in too. Um, We've had some scheduling snafus, which I blame on myself because I was trying to do it myself and I should have from the get-go circled I should have put her into the, usually what I do is I'll say, Hey, I'm copying in our scheduling, um, person, Adrian, she'll handle it from here. But I thought, you know what? This is so easy. I know Mondays are the products boss. I'm going to schedule this. Well, there's been like 35 emails back and forth and (laughs) it's going to serve as a real life lesson that just put Adrian in at the beginning. So so somebody like that. So just talking about hiring. Um, So I went from having a full in-person team for the last basically 10 and a half years. I had an office in LA. I had physical human being bodies in an office. I paid um, health insurance, you know, regular insurance, uh, payroll, payroll taxes, all of that. They had times like I even had people with certain people that were on salary and other people that were clocking in. Like I had a sewer, let's say that he would have to clock in his time. When I transitioned the business to strictly kind of online and virtual, I'm talking about designer consulting co-op, I decided that I needed some more help. So one of my physical in-person people, so another shout out to Naara. Um, So Naara worked for me in person. And then as I transitioned the business, she has actually helped. She's become my virtual, let's say, development assistant still on the fashion side and helping clients with that. But when I hired Adrian, I didn't know where to hire a virtual assistant. So I actually went on to some of the Facebook groups that I was in actually just writing a post like, hey, where do you search for a virtual assistant? That's like the great unknown. So many people are looking for that unicorn. And um, I posted it in one of the groups and I got all these responses back from women saying, well, what are your, what are your requirements? What do you need? You need to give more specifics. And I was like, well, this wasn't really a job post. This was something where I was actually just asking, where do I look? And one of them was Adrian and she sent me a video. So she sent me a side video, like, Hey Jacqueline. So I looked at your website and this seems like what you're doing and this is how I can help you. Oh my goodness. There is my unicorn. Like 
like sparkles around her head. I still remember the first time I saw her on video and she's literally like, you complete me like other than Mia. <laughs> oh, how dare you, Adrian? How dare you? <laughs> she completes, she, <laughs> she makes me a whole to be a partner with Mina. Um, she picks up where I leave off. You know, we talked about in one of the other episodes about the Colby assessment and, and Adrian's actually going to take it and we're pretty confident that she's going to fill in spots that I don't fill in, for example, like making sure that I take action on certain things because I'm a quick start and I do things very quickly. So, um, so she had sent me that and that's how I knew we connected because she knew how to speak to me. She was really innovative with her reach out to me, which I need for the way that I do my business and I was able to hire her. And so just so everybody knows, virtual assistants work in different ways, but you can kind of decide on how many hours you need, or they might tell you, let's, I have a minimum. So I think she started with a 20 hour minimum and she tracks her time and she'll let me know if we're going to go over, if we're getting close to it. And ultimately we strategize and we have weekly meetings and she basically says, this is what's on your agenda for the week. This is what we have to follow up on. I mean, she's incredible. And I've worked with other virtual assistants before, but it was more of me assigning out tasks and them doing it, but not someone actually managing me, which is why I think she's transitioned more to the online business manager as well. Yeah. So taking from what Jacqueline said, she posted in Facebook groups to find that person. And then she uh, reach out to the people that stood out to her. So Adrian really was innovative in reaching out to her and stood out from the crowd because she did get tons of messages on that through that Facebook group post. Um, that's how to be hireable guys. Like Adrian really probably is great about knowing what it, someone needs and filling in that role. Um, so and one of the ways that I've hired somebody, which is, this is funny, this is how not to be hireable. Okay guys. Um, <laughs> So it's called Gen M and G and M. I'll put it in the show notes. It's going to be a referral link. So if you sign up, you can get $25 off and then I'll also get $25 off. So what it is, it's, it's, it's a new platform where you can find an apprentice. So these are not admin people. These are not people that you can just hire to do like administrative stuff. This is someone you're mentoring on different things and you're giving them valuable work. So you're going to have to like coordinate with them, but they can work on, I'm hiring somebody through Gen M to work on Instagram, for instance, and that's going to be our focus. And so I'm looking through all these students. So these are students that are working for free. You pay $50 to Gen M every month for three months. And for three months, you have a contract with an apprentice. And so they can choose if they want to be hired by you and you choose who you want to have. So looking through these profiles, oh my gosh. I don't know if these people want to be hired because their profiles are so bad. Like one of them, she's like licking her lips. I mean, is this your Tinder account? No, it is not. This is where brands are hiring you. And one of them was like, so I'll ask you different questions. Like, what do you want from your apprenticeship? What are the areas you want to work on? What software do you know? Do you already know how to use? So one of the girls put that she cat sits in her free time and that she's an avid cat lover. First of all, avid cat lover, is that really proper use of avid? I mean, I get that you're a cat lover, which is cool by me, nothing against cats, but is that really like part of your resume that you're cat sitting? My sister should surely put on dog sitting or dog lover onto her resume if that's the case. So I was like, oh my gosh, am I so out of touch that these millennial kids, these kids are in college still, or they just graduated. It's like, am I so out of touch with these kids that I, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to hire somebody? And there was a few things. One of them, her resume had Greeking on it still. Do you know what Greeking is? It's like that fake 
text where, um, you know, lorem, epsom, blah, blah, blah. It's called placement text. And so she still had that on one of her resume thingies, which I've been there because when I was young, I accidentally put, you know, how like on Microsoft Word, they have hiring templates. And I still had one, two, three Main Street on mine for my address. Looking at that, I did end up hiring somebody. She's great. And I set up a Trello board for us to communicate. She's on Voxer now. And I have a strategy of what I want her to work on. So, you know, going from that, um, I interviewed five people and I picked her for my first apprentice. So she starts, actually, we have our first meeting tomorrow. So that'll be exciting. And where is she located? She's in New York. Oh my gosh. So one of the reasons why I hired her, she's in the in New York area with fashion industry background. Hmm. And she'll be working on like Little Labels Plus, the product boss too. She's done merchandising for the fashion industry and she's super creative, but very structured. Her resume was amazing. She fits right into like the industries that Jack and I have been a part of design and fashion. And so I thought, well, I'm paying her $0. Why not? So what, um, what are you hiring her to do? Um, Instagram stuff. I want her to create some templates in Canva and then she'll use like those three templates to do, to post from certain things. So it'd be a mix of product shots, a mix of testimonials, a mix of quotes, and then they'll look in a specific brand. So I'll show her my brand. She'll create the templates and I'll say, yes, run with it. And then she writes all the captions. I'll be able to see what she's scheduling out. It's actually teaching her something about strategy and why we're doing it. And then realizing what posts are more popular and then giving me ideas too. So you're Central Standard Time. She's Eastern Standard Time. To also just let you know about where my peoples are, um, Adrian is Eastern Standard Time. She's in Florida. And then um, Naara is in Los Angeles. So she's Pacific Standard. So one thing I just want everyone to think about is time zone. Because for example, with Naara, her and I are usually boxering and communicating late at night. It's late after she's done with her day. Um, and it's actually even later for me. And so it's something to consider when you are, are hiring someone, whether or not the time zone matters, like being able to connect with each other because you might, if it's a three hour difference or an 18 hour difference or wherever they are in the world, um, it's a day later, you know, things aren't happening Im immediately. So um, can, I, can I share about my doing my website virtually? <laughs> Hold on. I have one more example. Okay. So speaking of time frame, I wanted so badly to hire this girl that was local, right? I was like, oh my gosh, you can meet in person. It was such a coincidence that I'm on there. She's on there. She goes to the local school here in Iowa, which is like, wow, I can't believe I found her. Her resume looked great. And then I met her. I interviewed her and she was okay. But then there's a knock on her door in this 15 minute meeting that we had <laughs> and her dad's there. And she's like, oh, dad, asking me in like 15 minutes, comes back over to the camera. Oh, sorry about that. That was my dad. He wanted to borrow my camera. <laughs> I mean, the interruption is one thing, but her reaction to him, you know, the instant reaction, but I was just like, I'm supposed to be your boss and your mentor. Like <laughs> put, it on, put a do not disturb sign on your door. Yes. Um, so just, um, we'll put this in the show notes as well. There's just a few books, but if you are going to hire someone like a millennial, um, <laughs> or anybody, <laughs> but millennials specifically, and me and I are on that cusp of, um, you know, yeah, we're, we're on the cusp. Yeah, we're zennials. We're zennials. Yeah. Zenials. So there's a few, um, there's a few books you can do. There's like Hiring for Attitude by Mark Murphy, uh, 96 Great Interview Questions to Ask Before You Hire by Paul Falcone. 
75 Ways for Managers to Hire, Develop, and Keep Great Employees by Paul Falcone. And then millennial-wise, you can always look up um, books, but a couple would be like Hiring Millennials, The Generation That Changes Everything. <laughs> everything. And everything. <laughs> and then... Um, and then let's see the other ones, like the millennials ultimate guide to get hired. Um, so we'll put, we'll put things, we'll put these in our show notes, um, for you guys to access via Amazon, but just knowing that if you are hiring them, there's also just a way of sort of managing them and managing your expectations. And there is, and I also think a little bit of holding them accountable. And the point I was bringing up was I redesigned the designer consulting co-op website, at the end of last year and bless Mina's heart. She was going through the whole thing with me. I'm such um, a good biz bestie. Such a good, it was a thing. So um, I had originally tried to hire someone here in the States and then obviously everyone always assumes sort of like, you know, well, if you go through Upwork or something like that and you find someone in India, it's going to be cheaper. I was actually recommended through actually one, again, a Facebook group. So I find a lot of my people do Facebook groups at this point because that's where my sort of my community is at this, you know, depending on the groups you're in, the women, I'm part of women's groups, the women that are at my levels and how they're hiring and outsourcing. So this is actually a referral through somebody. Um, he's in India. He was, uh, he knew a lot about like, um, coding. And I thought I needed that. And I needed to be able to hold, I didn't want to use a template to build out my designer consulting co-op website. So if you get a chance to check it out, you should. And, um, so I hired him. Well, I was literally working through Christmas and New Year's and he wasn't available till late at night. So I'd be faced, not FaceTiming. We do FaceTime calls. We do emails. We'd be going back and forth, back and forth a lot. And it would usually be starting around 11 PM my time, Pacific standard time. And there were nights I stayed up till about three o'clock in the morning, trying to communicate with him within the time that he was around and actually physically working on his computer. Um, also with transferring money and whatnot. And also there was actually a miscommunication a little bit, um, uh, speaking wise, because oftentimes things that you're emailing to people and you're writing down an email, maybe you're communicating differently. Maybe they're taking it differently because the language, there was a language barrier. So we did a really great job. The site is robust and incredible. But then after I actually had to pay someone, I had hire someone else look like in the States to go back in and fix a couple things because I was kind of done working in the way that I was working with somebody somewhere else. And so this woman has this husband wife team, they definitely help me sort of like resize it. And they're the people I go to right now to sort of fix things as it goes. Um, so website developers, somebody who's building out your website, those are people that you could hire virtually as well. Yeah, for sure. And I've done that for my website too. I just hire a, um, someone, I took a shop, Shopify template and had somebody, um, customize it for me. And that's the person we actually refer out to people on the product boss too. So, um, it's just finding those people that really that you communicate with well. Trying to co coordinate with somebody in India is tough because that's like probably a 12-hour time difference or whatever. And then also the language barrier and, you know, and the website was huge. Like that is a crazy huge project too. It wasn't like customize this Shopify website. It was code this WordPress website, you know, and work in these parameters. So I think that's really hard, um, but it's amazing the type of talent that's out there. Our podcast editor, he we found him on Fiverr. 
which is known for not having as great of help, but he's great. And we've used him for this entire year. And, um, and he's not expensive either. I mean, it's like somewhere between 30 to $40, depending on his turnaround. He charges more if it's quick turnaround. Um, so I always say 40 because we're kind of like last minute type of people too. Um, and then, um, but we don't have extensive, like he goes on there, he fixes the sound, he adds the ads, uh, you know, the bumper and the mid roll and things like that. Um, but he doesn't go through it word by word to make sure it's flawless. Um, but that's all we need. I feel like, you know, where there's definitely episodes on here that I've edited myself and they've been terrible for sure. <laughs> Some people get those ums, I don't know, is cut out. <laughs> we have not, we have not gone there yet. So let's just talk about some ways that people can hire and things that they, they can outsource um, in their day to day. So as product bosses, I'm not sure if you guys realize, but if you have the inventory and so something I ask my clients oftentimes when they say they want to launch a business, they want to launch it online if they plan on traveling, so for example, the holidays are upon us and let's say every year they fly to the great aunt Betsy's house, um, on the East coast and live on the West coast, who's going to ship your product for you if you're a one woman or one man show. So one thing you need to think about, that's somebody that needs to be there physically, but you can actually hire a virtual team where you send your product to a fulfillment center, for example, and they are drop shipping for you. So they'll ship things that you get on your website. They'll ship to your retailers, or for example, Mina does um, Amazon and where she's sending her products, she pays a little bit more. So there's definitely ways to help with shipping virtually where the team is not physical. You're not having to hire someone with a salary um, and they can be handling this process for you. Yeah, for sure. I even use Amazon when I need to send out samples for the soap um, to subscription boxes because the warehouse is right there. But it's expensive for sure um, because they're just picking and sending, and you know those that's a free product plus I already paid for the cost of the product too. But uh, it's just easier because then I don't have to. Well, one of the reasons too is that I find it nicer for them because they like it because it's two day delivery, but I don't have to write this whole personal note and waste my time on it. <laughs> you, do you place the order through Amazon as yeah, if you're yeah. buying it for a friend or something? Um, it's called a fulfillment order. So it's not like you're oh. buying it per se. Um, it arrives on their doorstep with your name as the, um, the from. So mm -hmm. from Oasis SoCo, like, like you bought it for them, um, but it's not like you're paying full price for it. You're just paying for the fulfillment. Oh, cool. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I think that it's not always feasible for startups, but I just want everyone to know that those are things that when people are like, I've got boxes all over my kitchen and, you know, eventually like you can hire places that will pick and pack for you or fulfill boxes or fulfill, fulfill subscription boxes, that sort of thing. And that it doesn't always have to be you if you've, you could, account for that cost or build it into your business. Yeah. I'm in my own mastermind. And one of the girls was interviewing ship Bob S H I P B O B. It's a fulfillment center that Kylie uses, you know, Kylie Kardashian, right? Um, so she uses it for her cosmetics line, Kylie. And you know what, everybody, if it's good enough for Kylie, it's good enough for you guys. And she, but it's expensive, right? So you're paying like $5 per plastic tote for the warehousing. Um, you're paying for the pick and pack. But if you have an expensive item and you've built that in there, which she has, my mastermind gal that I'm in with, um, her costs have room for that. So she just builds it right in, you know, and then it's easy. She does not, I mean, she gets an order from anywhere and they pick it, pack it, ship it, and it's done. She doesn't worry about a darn thing. 
Mm-hmm. So thinking about, um, let's think about from the structure from assisting and onward. So you can hire a virtual assistant, which is usually, I think everybody's sort of first hire or their goal. Before you hire that person, you need to think about what you need to get off of your plate. So stuff that you can easily transition to someone else that needs to get off your plate so you can be doing these higher level tasks. Just remember though, that there's a learning curve. So as you're hiring these people, like be it Mina hiring um, her apprentice through Gen M or when I onboarded Adrian because Adrian was my VA slash OBM that's awesome at her job. She was like, hold on, hold on. We can only get to so much mm-hmm. right now, you know? So it was like, it was easing into actually finally being able to get to like the meat of things. So there's someone who's a VA. Then a lot of people oftentimes will go from that to like a social media manager, right? VA? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and some people do a, a social media manager for, manager for all of them or they hire them separately. I prefer separately because I like to hire specialists and not generalists. So I hired somebody for Pinterest. She actually did VA work, but I didn't hire her for that. And then now I'm you know, hiring the Gen M person for Instagram. I feel like when I change up the system and when I change up my person, it allows me to, to see if that platform is successful for me too. So I was able to evaluate Pinterest and then be like, oh, do I want to keep this expense on? If not, then I stop that expense and I move on to something else. So if I wasn't going to hire this Gen M apprentice, I would hire somebody else to do Instagram for me as well. And then, uh, or I would do it myself, which I, I don't want to really do. And a lot of times people think that they can do their own account, their own Instagram account. I think there's such a learning curve though right now where things are constantly changing and we're really in our business if you're still sort of a one person show. So just consider, do you have it in your budget or not? Maybe you're saying like, if I hit a certain amount of numbers of like likes or followers, or I want to grow it to this, or I have a launch, that might be when you decide to hire somebody specifically for Instagram. So oftentimes, you know, people, let's say you're putting on an event, um, or you're, you know, you're going to promote something. That might be where you have a, a three-month lead-up time to that promotion, but it might not be that you always have this person on your team if, if it's not within your budget. Um, that Gen M thing, though, um, like do not hire someone on Gen M to do your Facebook ads. <laughs> yeah. um, so Facebook ads, so someone to, hire, yeah. someone to hire for ads. So if you feel like that's important and a part of growing your business, then you might need to hire someone to do that. That's somewhere you can lose a lot of money. We've talked about this in the past. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what you're doing, so it might be worth investing into someone to run your Facebook ads while you're learning about that. And then maybe if you decide that if it works and it's profitable, you keep that person on. If it's something that you're like, okay, I'm going to try and take this on myself, then maybe you learn from working with them and then you transition back to you. Yeah. Or you like hire a gen M person secondary to that. And then they maintain what was those ads that have been going on. There's so many gen M people that were like, we, I know how to do Facebook ads. Well, I mean, you're a student that has no experience in the real world. Really? There's no way I would let them do my Facebook ads, but Instagram's a different thing. Can't lose money on there really, unless I'm having her do Instagram ads, but really she's just, you know, looking at my brand and helping me um, make it better on Instagram. There's so many things that you can lose money on. Google ads is another thing. We have a client, um, she was in our masterminds that spent, that transitioned after the mastermind to spending a lot of money on someone to run her Google, Google ads, Facebook ads, um, Instagram management, that sort of thing. So that's where she was going to put her investment or push. Um, if you can hear that noise, it's my new dog pushing his way into oh the my office. Gosh, I was like, is Oliver home right now? No. 
<laughs> I've locked the door with a garbage bin and he knows how to open it. So he's a genius. Um, <laughs> he's a genius. <laughs> genius. And actually he just opened the door on the other side of my office and is exiting. <laughs> oh, funny. Um, these, uh, shelter dogs, they really, they know how that's, they know how to work it. <laughs> um, and so, so moving out of that, so that's where people usually, I feel like start, they either want to hire someone to, to handle their social media or it's like a VA feels like it's just going to offboard. But some other things you can do, for example, Mina and I have virtual CPAs and like accountants, mm-hmm. right? Um, also, I wanted to say, I also met with my social media person at least once a month too. Virtually. So, virtually. Yes. Virtually. Yeah. So like any help that you get externally, at least once a month, if at most once a week, I would say at most, at least have some touch points for even for anybody you're hiring. So yeah, CPA, I actually meet with them as well once a month. So Mina uses like a, an actual um, .com for her accounting. I met someone through, I've had a lot of different versions, but I had one that was in a, like a whole accounting firm, but they were not even where I was. I've just hired someone else, but she's virtual. So um, she'll deal with everything. We talk on the phone, we talk online, that sort of thing. Um, so CPAs, bookkeepers, you can do virtually. There's attorneys that are virtual. So we, same thing, like Jamie Lieberman at Hashtag Legal. Um, they're a virtual community of lawyers and we hired her for contracts. Um, you know, there's like, if you're doing a trademark search, that sort of thing, there's other ways than actually having a physical lawyer. The time that you do need somebody that's familiar with your state perhaps is like, if it's something, um, a lot of times they can form things, but if there's certain laws for your state, you might need to check with somebody local for that. Yeah. Um, the reason why I went with an online.com accountant too, was because they knew about the online world with being on Amazon and then also being on Amazon, uh, Canada and being international and everything. I needed someone who was part of that online world, honestly, um, and could meet with me virtually. Whereas somebody local wasn't as strong in that. But there are laws like when we were forming the Product Boss LLC, for instance, that I had to file, I had to go and, you know, actually send it into the Iowa whatever. Well, I don't know where it's getting set. Who knows? Somewhere in Iowa. (laughs) Wherever those people in Iowa are that open up that mail about (gasps) me doing business in Iowa. And so that was um, told to me, I mean, basically Adrian was like, print this off, send it to this address and (laughs) sign it first. And I did it. So who knows? Adrian can tell you where that's being sent. (laughs) <laughs> which came from our online, from our CPA. So, you know, sometimes like, um, sometimes there's legalities like taxes, um, what you're, uh, like there's these new rules right now, like that online accounts have to, um, like Amazon or, uh, FabFitFun, they're all starting to charge you taxes. So there's some things like that you might need to know locally. I know when I was in California, sales tax for Los Angeles County was different than sales tax in Santa Monica. Um, so hence, don't buy things in Santa Monica. Like you want to buy them. <laughs> if there's a furniture store that's in Santa Monica and a furniture store that's in San, uh, Los Angeles, go to the LA one. So you're paying less in taxes, um, your sales tax. So things like that, you might need to know more specifically. And that's just something to ask the person when you're a product-based business and you're looking for, let's call it like a, an accountant, you might want to know if they have any experience with products. So inventory control, inventory management, dealing with wholesales, like um, wholesale sales, it's a little bit more complicated when you're dealing with product-based businesses. Yeah. My accountant actually have to go online to actually set up an appointment with her, which I don't mind at all because then it's at my leisure. I love how people set up, do set up appointments online. Like 
when I want a massage, I set up online. When I want a chiropractic adjustment, I set it up online. When I want some eyelashes, online. You know, all of it is online. I love it. Not to call anybody anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So some other virtual type people. So I was talking about how I have somebody in Columbia. So when I, some years back, was searching for somebody just to sort of spit out they're called CAD drawings or computer aided design. Um, they're flats of garments. So it's like the kind of, I call it an architectural design or an architectural drawing of a garment. So I was designing, I was drawing, but I didn't want to sit there on Adobe, like creating the vector images mm-hmm. Found this guy, um, through Upwork and he is in Columbia and he actually will take my designs. I scan them in and he, does the CAD drawings. And so now what's cool about that is if like the client is doing a different color or colorway, we'll just basically send him like Nara, we'll send him the colors that we need added. He'll do it. He'll lay out a sheet for us. He'll send it back. And he works very quickly. And his rate per hour is much less than something domestically. To be honest, like he does a really great job and I had tested. So I had tested other people. I tested people locally. I had tested people within the States. Um, I tested people in the Philippines and where I found was like, there was a bit of a communication breakdown. The cheaper I went, sometimes it, it didn't work out, but I was really lucky to find him. So I would say again, like another unicorn when you find people that fit and this isn't first time. Like I don't find these people just right off the bat. Like I've been through a lot, a lot of people, like a lot of hiring and a lot of people. Yeah. Same with our podcast editor that I was talking about. I think he's in Romania. Is it bad that I don't know? He's somewhere over there. He's not local. He's great. He's not the first podcast editor we've used, but he matched up with one that we paid more money for in the States. Mm -hmm. So um, I thought, well, why would I pay this person? And it really is, you know, once a week we're sending out stuff to him and he's just doing it. So yeah, that person um, that those CAD drawings are so specific of a skill that when you find that person to bring onto your team, that is literally an asset to your company. Yeah. So Sam is our podcast editor. He's a true asset to the product boss. By the way, he's listening to this, I'm sure, in the editing. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Sam, um, that's someone that Mina had hooked me up with. So prior to my website um, being made, Mina also, she was local to you, but there was a woman that did a lot of sort of like graphic. Oh yeah, my graphic design girl. Graphic design stuff um, where she was, you called it production graphic design, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. she'd kind of be able to spit out a lot of information. So for me, if I was taking some of the the freebie downloads that I'd give to my clients and I wanted to update with my new brand, she could sort of transition that. She also, shout out to her, um, helped me redesign my whole yeah that's her that's funny I was wondering why you said speaking of Sam yeah I call her Samantha that's what <laughs> it's like speaking of Sam who are you talking about she she we have a website like a folder we share and it goes Jack and Sam so that's why I called her Sam but um <laughs> but so she was someone virtual I never met and I gotta tell you like she was such an instrumental part of my team when I needed her and it's not all the time and she's very busy now so she's not always available but we She's a, she's someone that understood the brand. We really connected and she was able to work with us. So for you, Mina, like you did photographers virtually. Yeah, I did. I would, I sent them everything and it wasn't the first time I've done that. Um, I'm, you know, when I had my Etsy shops, I would send them things too. So I knew it could be done, you know, but now I'm smarter 
now that I'm in my old age of business and I'll send them the stuff and then I'll tell them what I want, you know, the type of brand feel and things before I would just send it and be like, take some photos and some good lighting, you know, because they had the lighting and the equipment. Um, but now they really have to fit within the brand. So, yep, I send it to them and I'll just send them a box of all the labels. I'll send them the tracking number and then they'll tell me when the photo shoot date is. So it kind of is able to fit into my timeline and then I'm not like, where's those photos? Where's those photos? You know? And so it's like a real project that we're doing together. Um, so we're doing this for our other businesses, but I just completed it today. So virtually we hired Creative Pencil Studio who had, um, who had sponsored the podcast a couple months ago to do videos for us. So that was virtual because she's been between LA and Australia and she just completed a video for a designer consulting co-op of kind of like a hero video, one that explains what I do. So if you guys want to see that video, which is the most exciting thing about my day to day, other than uh, podcasting with Mina. Um, if you head over to our Facebook group, the community for the product boss, which we'll put a link in the show notes, you can take a look at the video. I'll post it in there. But that was something virtual where I just sent her all the information she needed and images virtually. And she created an entire video that's going to basically like live and breathe. It's my brand. Um, so what are some other things that we hire out virtually like team members? Um, well, we had a community. We had a community manager when we were hosted, or when we were sponsored by the Create Joy by Create Joy. Yeah. Uh huh. Our Facebook community manager. Yeah. yeah. So someone who could do that. Let's see what else. Um, also, you can hire coaches online. Obviously, people hire us on our masterminds. Jacqueline, tell us a little bit about your, or in a little bit, she's closing the door really quick. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Her dog opened the door and then now she has to go close it. So um, one of the things that you can also hire online is to have a virtual coach. This would be someone who's working one-on-one with you and, and helping you um, kind of peel back the layers and dig through your struggles. So this would be myself and Jacqueline in a mastermind setting, but it could also be a one-on-one coach. With Jacqueline, she's worked one-on-one with coaches, but she also offers online coaching as well. Like all her clients are online since she transitioned her business. But Jacqueline, tell us about your VIP days. Don't you, didn't you just start online VIP days? Yeah. So so you were saying about coaching. So mm-hmm. it's pretty incredible when we, you know, Mina and I didn't realize, but when we were, we would do seminars, we do in-person live seminars and um, we were like, yeah, join our mastermind. And we forgot to tell people they were virtual masterminds. <laughs> <laughs> and they would say, well, I'm not local to, uh, what, what was it? I'm not local to LA. And I was like, well, I'm not local either. You know, <laughs> I'm like neither am I anymore. <laughs> um, and so, and so that virtual concept, not everyone's sort of, um, cued into it as much. And, you know, I mean, even being podcasters, we're this virtual community on Facebook and whatnot. So, um, masterminds are virtual, but like you said, you can hire out coaches. So I work with a coach and I've, I've, I've told someone recently, actually like 85% of my clients, even when I had a physical location, were not local to let's say Los Angeles or New York. So the majority of the people I work with aren't local. And a lot of the stuff they need is, you know, it's virtual. I'm a virtual consultant. We meet, we talk via zoom. We can see each other still. We can connect. And if we ever get a chance to see each other in person, we do, which leads us into the VIP days. So I've, I've offered VIP days, but recently there's been an uptick in them. And even with my current clients, so clients that I work with, I mean, we've been working together for some of them almost a year at this point, um, in this virtual way. And there's just a lot you can dig into if we have more hours together. So they have the option of working with me in person, but I also offer virtual VIP days. And so what that is, it's like, there's either a half day or a full day 
um, about four hours or six hours where we can sit virtually like on a Zoom call and really work through something. So some clients are hiring me right now, like they said, to get the ideas out of their head onto paper for designing. Um, so let's say they're doing a, I don't know, a kid's legging line. They might, they might not even know how to draw a legging or interpret it. So it might be something that we work with and talk about all the steps they have to take from this concept through getting into, let's call it development. There's not, there's not a ton of things you can do. I mean, there's only so much you can do in a day, but it's usually at least like at least a month's worth of work that you can get done in a day. So you can do the AP day online. So for example, with Mina, if you wanted to like, as I'm creating this business for you right now, but if you wanted to do <laughs> Don't like, know what's happening right you know, now. <laughs> so like, for example, Amazon, if someone wanted to do a VIP day with you, you can sit down, like what you could dig into in like four hours or six hours of really talking about like implementation. Like this is what you do from start to finish. And all of that can be virtual. Yeah. And when you're thinking about like, this is when somebody's hiring us for a service-based thing or we're their coach, but you could also do this with your team member. If let's say I'm working on a huge project, which a lot of times I feel like everything is project-based nowadays, right? It's not like where it used to be, where it's day to day to day. Now that you have people that are virtually, you have to really focus on one project at a time. And then instead of doing, I'll meet you every week and we'll go through this project, you might want to schedule time with like a web designer and be like, let's crank this baby out in six hours. Create a VIP day with one of your team members and crank it out. That A website would be hard because there's actually executing things that have to be done. But it could be like strategy. It could be social media for sure, or how they're going to fit in to your fulfillment and, you know, other pieces of that platform or whatever. It's just basically creating that communication in one fell swoop of getting that project done. You, you're able to do that all virtually nowadays. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're going to be flying, you know, riding around in flying cars soon, I feel like. <laughs> right now, self-driving cars. But like if I were to hire you, Mina, for example, like because you're my biz bestie and we have a business, business together, we were talking about this off, off air earlier. Um, things that you've brought or like shared with me. So your strategies of like, like your strategies, like your implementation or your organization part, right? If I were able to spend three, four or five hours with you in your head and really like you told me, okay, you're launching this product. This is the system to get you from here to here, you know, or, um, when you're shipping, for example, or the whole process from, someone placing the order to getting sent out to them. It's something that I think you have all of the steps already that if I went to you, you'd be like, well, these are all the steps to take and it would help me solve a problem quickly. And I think that's the point of, you know, virtual coaches or consultants or VIP days and all, and all of that. Yeah. With a VIP day, you actually get something tangible kind of at the end of it. So like you're working through for yours, they actually get, you know, CAD drawings that can be sent off or, you know, they actually have those connections. They're, they're basically figuring out all the pieces that they need to develop a fashion line. Mm-hmm. Um, with me, they might be able to have a way to optimize their listing, all the checkpoints that would need to be done. And then maybe a Trello board really being able to like have some sort of structure to something. And so with your team members, you always have to have that. A lot of people, for instance, um, they have standard operating processes or a handbook. You kind of still need that in the online sphere. Like for instance, you could have that for you. And then I could have that for little labels or whatever. For anybody we're hiring, it would be the standard operating systems. And it would be that handbook that they're referring to if they have a specific role. Who else have you hired? You could hire a customer service type rep mm-hmm. so you can train like an answering service. So depending on what product you're selling, if they need to call in and ask questions where you might not want it coming through to you, Google voice, and you want someone accessible. So, um, 
oftentimes you could hire sort of like a chat person. So you can either have an option on your, on your webpage or someone who actually answers a phone. It's not for all businesses and we know we can't access it, but it could even be just someone getting it. You know, when you call a doctor's office and like they're out of, they're out yeah, of the office. They have an answering service. Uh-huh. Yeah. So those are, those are people too that can sort of, and I'm not familiar with any apps per se that do that. So if anyone knows, they're welcome to share it in our Facebook group. But um, we, but that's another thing. I think that that customer service element that you might not always be by your phone or your computer, but who can kind of um, track that for you. Um, what are some other elements? You're hiring, obviously, your manufacturer, you know. Yeah, so your so your manufacturer is sort of virtual. If if the factory, you know, in LA, we would drive to the factory, like to the sewing floor, because we did. We were definitely experts at manufacturing domestically and locally to LA. But for example, even with little labels, your factory isn't local, correct? Right, right. And I've never actually met them in person. Isn't that amazing? On the phone. I've actually not even seen them on video. They have this vision and I have this vision in my head of what they look like. So maybe, maybe I don't want to mess with that either. <laughs> but and, I mean, there's clients I've never met in person. And before I started oh, yeah. doing all the video chats, like I have clients, you know, literally hundreds of people probably have never met with, but we were, you know, really close on the phone and calls. So your manufacturers oftentimes are not. So whether you're making things overseas, you're making them domestically, there are, they are someone that you're sort of managing virtually. So a thing yeah. of check-in points or how you're tracking things or the, the communication of sending things back and forth to each other. Yeah. My first client, my commercial real estate, my first big client, I should say for graphic design, I never met them, but they actually would send me like gifts when I had babies and stuff. So you really become like involved in each other's lives because, you know, you have set up those check-in points with them. It was really like going back and forth and, you know, do you approve this and do you approve that? So um, when you're the business owner, you're the one who sets those check-in points. It could be daily sometimes until they get onboarded fully and then you can offboard them to do their own, you know, do their own damage, I guess. You might hire someone to do your copywriting or any of your writing, your package design, um, a lot of a lot of the design elements of the business in any way can be even designing your actual product. Like if you're hiring, you know, my company to help you for fashion, um, that's even to the point that that's that could be virtual, like a virtual fashion designer. Um, so design is definitely covered. Copyright. So not everyone's meant to write the text that's on their website, or, <laughs> or should not definitely, or should not, or in their newsletters. I mean, it just might not be your superpower. Like writing just might not be your form. So that might be something that you want to outsource or hire out to somebody or even your emails, like your, your email chains. I use Dubsado for my customer CRM. You can even hire people to set Dubsado up for you. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, I had Adrian, Adrian, um, (laughs) (laughs) she's hopefully going to listen to this episode. Um, but she, she came on from what I kind of put together and then she cleaned it up and created the whole system. So, but if I didn't have an Adrian, then I would have probably then at that point, maybe hired someone to really clean it up. There is an over hire, like I am one that could overhire and me as one that underhires. <laughs> I know. I really am. Um, because even though we have Adrian, sometimes I'll be like, I just do it myself. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I really love, and it's something that I've discovered um, for email, is a, a tool called Right Now, R-I-G-H-T Now. It's basically, um, it's kind of like Boomerang, where Boomerang is a Gmail extension where it, if you send out an email, you can have it come back into your email if somebody does not email you back. 
back, right? But this one is more like scheduling email. So I do this for the product boss. And, uh, and then when I'm also, when I'm sending out emails for like subscription boxes and stuff, you send out the email and instead of hitting send, you can hit schedule. And then instead of scheduling it out for the date, you can be, there's like a thing where it says, in the morning, in the morning. So that's the one that I do a lot. Um, you'll also, all of our masterminders get emails with the Zoom link saying, see you in a little bit. I don't sit there and email those. I set them up on a scheduled thing and then they, you know, get those emails. And so it's really easy to schedule these out. You can also put notes in there. So it kind of can serve as like a very base level CRM uh, where you're keeping track of like, hey, this person has, you know, a three-year-old daughter too, or, you know, anything like that. If you happen to work very heavily out of your email. So I like to set boundaries right away where I'm not emailing somebody at 11 p.m. at night because then they think that I, they, that I'll get back to them at 11 p.m. at night. So I'll always do that in the morning, in the morning, in the morning, or I'll do two days later or something like that if I haven't heard back from them or something. But that's a great one. It's free um, for 10 emails a month or it's $7 every month if you want unlimited. So that's yeah. just like a Chrome extension. And you know, I actually hired, when you and I first met, I had actually hired someone on Upwork to do my... Um, email flow, like my email series, my welcome mm -hmm. series. So if someone yeah. signed up for, um, like on my site right now, I have a download your, um, your designer, free designer starter kit. And then the email series, I actually hired someone to do that. So I'd send him all of my copy and he basically was like, this looks like it's more of a chain of emails, like five, five emails. And he set that up for me on MailChimp. Um, and that's because I didn't know how to do it. And I paid for someone to do it initially. And then I learned how to do it from what he did. And I was able to manage it after. Yeah, that's super smart. I need to hire somebody to work on Clavio. So um, it's not that I don't know how, it's that I need clarification. So I did I tell you that I had somebody audit my Instagram? Were you on the mastermind call or the Q&A call during that time? No. So she audited little labels. And so I know a lot about Instagram strategy. I feel, I feel like, you know, I know a good amount, but I had her audit it and she basically went through and was like, actually, here's a good way to simplify it. These ones that say like pizza for breakfast with a little icon, you should just make a whole bunch of those. And then that can be your brand look. Instead, I was trying to do a lot of a lot of things. And so even having that clarification where somebody's like, this is really cool, just stick with this, right? Um, and gives me some clarification. So in that case, like having somebody, even if you understand how to put together an email flow, that's their specialty. They know how to like see through all the simple parts and the complicated parts and tell you what will basically work in the end. So I think it's nice when you have those specialists that they're like, hey, here's some clarification. Here's what you should do. And then it's even easier when you understand the process behind it, you know? So then it's like, even though you feel like, you know, maybe you just need somebody to come in and clean up the process for you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So if you're thinking about hiring I would just say to think about what you need to get off your plate. Is it necessary that you need it? Is it necessary right now? What's the priority? Because you could really hire for everything and not everyone has a budget to hire for everything. But if you're going to do something like Mina said in social media, you might want to look for an expert in that and maybe you invest initially into one platform. If you feel overwhelmed and you really need someone to help like virtually manage your business, you might be looking for an online business manager or a virtual assistant. It is hard to learn to manage people. That's like a whole other job and learning curve for yourself because like Nina said, oftentimes she'll be like, I'll just do it versus being able to outsource the work to, to tell somebody like, can you do this? And then be confident that they're going to do it and that they're going to check in with you and let you know that it's done. 
Um, so ease into this whole hiring process. And I would say figure out where the bottleneck is in your business and then start there. So what's slowing the business down from growing? Is it that you're not able to keep up on stuff? Is it shipping? Is it um, your inventory is a mess, accounting? You know, Social media, I would say, probably isn't the bottleneck. I would say that's sort of like a added bonus glamour type thing, unless that's your main source of, of getting customers to your site. Oh, another thing you could do is like SEO, like an SEO person that's virtual as well. Yeah. Um, the reason why I hire out for social media is because I know I get bogged down by it and I get so bogged down that I can't focus on other things that are actually making me sales. You mm -hmm. know, social media really is how I'm pushing my brand out there. Do I make a lot of sales through social media? No, I do not. So you really have to look at that. It's just exactly what Jacqueline was saying. If, if Instagram happens to be a good revenue stream for you, focus on that. Hire somebody to help you in, even if it's to, to post for you, and then you review the captions that they're putting in, right? And so um, maybe they're just filling up Tailwind for you or OnlyPult or um, whatever, Hootsuite, and then you review it and then you know, then you're able to see if they're writing in your voice and then you're not actually the one that's doing the piece by piece executing. You're looking at the broad picture and actually, you know, not getting bogged down by it at all. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we'd love to continue to chat over in our Facebook group. It's the product boss community. There will be a link in the show notes and let's chat about, let's chat over there about who you've hired and what you feel like you might need to hire out or get off of your plate. Yeah. Also really quick, let's do a little bit of chatting about our strategy sessions. Okay. Um, I feel like since we've closed the mastermind now, we are opening up strategy sessions more so. And I think that this is a time of year where really people can just pay for a strategy session and it can really, you know, throw some gasoline on the fire that they have coming up. Yeah. I would say it's a really important investment into your business. So it's something where you might need to fast track something in your business or move quickly through something. So if we're speaking of quickly and you're listening to this at the end or, you know, the fall of 2018, we are, it's at a point where we're trying to get ready for holidays. For example, um, Mina recently had someone reach out to her for a strategy session for Amazon. I think Amazon is a big, the big kicker for most people, right? So they might want to work one-on-one -on -one with Mina to talk about Amazon. But we also had someone that wanted to work with both of us in terms of creating strategy, right, for their businesses. So uh, you've listened to our on-air coaching calls, most likely if you've been listening to the podcast. And so you can see how listeners or clients will come in with something, a topic, and they're going to need to work through a big idea and, and break it down into small bite-sized pieces of how to get something accomplished. Yeah, it's totally for clarification for sure. Um, even when people hire me for Amazon. So this woman that wanted to hire me for the strategy, strategy session, she thought that she wanted to hire me for Amazon. But actually, we ended up talking more so about the broad strategy. What does she want to do for Amazon? Does she only want to have Amazon or does she also want to have her own website? What platform should she have her website on? Uh, what forms of external traffic could she push towards Amazon and how could the um, customer sales cycle happen where she's pushing from Amazon to her own website? You know, anything where you can't take yourself out of your own business to step back from it enough. Whereas somebody can just look at your business and the parts of it and be like, I've been there and I know exactly how to help you. 
Yeah. And so I think, I mean, you're right. Oftentimes people will come to us with what they think that their, their struggles are. So, you know, I had a client come on and say, you know, um, Instagram, like they wanted to grow their social media, but there were so many other questions. So usually if you're going to work with us in a strategy session, we'll work on one to three topics, depending on what they are. Um, and then we'll start to cover those. And we most likely get, we cover most of it in an hour. But what we do is we help really pull information out of you. So we'll ask you questions. So somebody had said, you know, I plan on selling to my online, like my email list. And then I asked back, well, how many people on your email list? And she was like, 400 people. Well, 400 people is not enough to sort of solely like rely on for your business. And so what you might think you need, the prescription is not necessarily the thing that we're going to give you back. We might then say, okay, well, looks like you need to grow your email list. Here are some ways to, to grow your email list. Once your email list is at X amount of people, then this is another way to reach out to them or how to get sales in. And I think Mina and I, our strengths are that we're both big idea people, we can really push the envelope on ideas and then figure out how you can implement them. Yeah. And then in the timing too, um, I think right now is so good because Q4 is so big and um, it's exciting. And and then also people are hunkering down now that the kids are in school. So you can get a lot of stuff done. But yep, you're exactly right that it's an investment and it's that you want to do something in your business, right? It's that you want to take some action. It's not as much brainstorming as it is real implementation brainstorming, you know, things that could actually happen and what you could do as a next step and clarifying for you how to structure it. So then you can be like, okay, this is what I could do. Here's my other options and not so much. Um, what product should I invent? It's definitely not that, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but, but I will say, and I tell clients this oftentimes is that you may want to do a strategy session. If you're on the fence about something to really work through it with people that are in the business and in the industry, because just because you have an idea doesn't always mean that the idea has to be, um, should be acted upon. So sometimes people have a few ideas and they might want to go through it. And then we can come back and say like, well, this is how much it might cost you. You know, or I do that oftentimes with my clients and they want to start fashion apparel or accessory brands. Um, a lot of times they come to me with just this idea and then I tell them how much it's actually going to cost. And if they're willing to put in that time and effort, if they're not, let's save your money. So I think a lot of times working through this and flushing ideas out, um, is a better investment and a smaller investment before you, you know, throw in a ton of money into trademarks or, you know, creating a product or ordering samples and that sort of thing. Yeah. And I like to think that when people do, um, strategy sessions with us, we're giving them referrals that can save them money. So then like, you know, our trademark people or our, you know, it's it's like shortcutting stuff for them, their mistakes. So then it's worth the investment, I feel like. So Mm -hmm. We invite you guys to have a strategy session with us. You can go to our website at theproductboss.com and click on the work with me tab or work with us, I think it's actually. And then that will give you an idea of um, if you want to hire us both or if you want to hire just one of us. And you would send in an application and we would basically get back to you and let you know about our availability. Just know that it is, there's the last, what are we, in the last almost three months of the year and we are pretty full. So if you're interested, I would recommend that you do that now if you'd like to get in before the holidays or during the holiday time. Otherwise, we as we get applications, we'll be getting back to you in the new year. And you might be able to chat with Adrian in person. Adrian! <laughs> Schedule me this appointment. (laughs) Yes, for real. (laughs) 
<laughs> so thanks so much everyone for listening and we will talk to you again next week. Thanks everyone. This episode is over, but it doesn't have to end. Head over to our Facebook group, search for the Product Boss Biz Community, or the link is also in the show notes. Come connect with other product bosses just like you. We'll see you in there.